from Joshua chapter 4 from 19 to the 24th verse. Building monument in your mind is very important that something should be there for you only to remember. But the scriptures even says that they overcame the enemy, the devil, by the word of their testimony. A testimony is what God has done for you, which you remember, not what you have forgotten. So, anytime the enemy is coming against your life, you cast your mind back, you see the monument that this day God helped me from this one, and because of that he will help me from the other one too. It then strengthens your faith. So, Israel had traveled through the wilderness after being delivered from the hands of Pharaoh. And they were to enter in the promise, their promised land. Moses sent each person from each tribe to go and spy the land, to go and assess the land, whether it is so, so that it can give them more faith to enter. But unfortunately, when they entered there, what's supposed to create faith in them, they rather looked at the negative things and created fear. When they entered there, they saw exactly what God said. God said, when you go, you see this and see that this is what you're going to enjoy. And when they entered the land, they saw exactly what they heard from Moses and from God. But there were other things God didn't mention because to God, he's already overcome those things in the spiritual life. But Israel, instead of looking at the promises of God, they looked at the promises of the devil. They saw giant, huge men, which is nothing. Who is man before God? So when they came back, instead of encouraging their brethren to enter into that land, because you cannot enter into that land with fear, but with faith. So that's why God sent them there. But they came with fear and trembling not unto God, but unto a giant, and gave a very bad story. They created the wrong rapport. You know, some journalists can create a story. Oh, they know how to 
uh, even if your name is like somebody's name and you are popular and the person does something, he's James, and I'll call James Yao. They will put it James, and they know you're the only James people know. <laughs> so that you can buy. After you finish, you'll find out that it's not the James you wanted to know about. So they came and gave a wrong impression that we want the land. What God said was true. We saw all that. This is the evidence of what God said. They even brought evidence from the land. So what should cause them to fear again? Sometimes the natural eye and the natural mind <laughs> calculate things in different ways. Instead of looking at the word of God, Satan shifted their eyes, their mind, their focus from God's word to the giant. After they gave the report, they said, in that land, apart from this, there are also dangers. The land eats its inhabitants. And 12 people went to the land. But the land never ate any one of them who are strangers. A land that eat inhabitants, you went there, 12 of you came back. Does it eat people right, really? So, um, fear can make you describe a goat as an elephant. It can make you describe a stick like a snake. With that fear, they reported the case so much that instead of reproducing faith, they released fear. And the Bible said that night, it was a weeping night. They cried and cried and wept and wept. They disbelieved God and believed men. And sometimes, sadly, we believe men and disbelieve God. What man says, we think that's the truth. What God says, you think it is a cake. And because of this, they wept. They didn't believe God. It took two people. They almost stoned them to death. <laughs> when they decided, so when you stand on the right, then everybody hated, hates you. So, because of that, God said, you are not going to enter into it. You're going to remain here until all of you die. They even called themselves, you know how they call themselves? Grasshoppers. And God said, you've disqualified yourself. I haven't promised this good land to grasshoppers. If you good, give a good land to grasshoppers, they will eat and destroy the land. So the, those of grasshopper mentality will have to leave the same. For those with human being mentality will enter. It was only two people. They were ready to enter. They said, give us chance. If God was pleased to bring us here, 
to do all those things that we saw in the wilderness. Why can't he do this for us? Let us go quickly. But they refused to go. Eventually, all those who didn't believe, all of them died. God, faith brings life. Doubt brings death. As you believe in Christ, you have life. He said, he that believeth in me, even though if he's dead, yet shall he live. Anytime you operate in faith, you are putting life into that situation. Life goes with faith. God said, because you have believed, you are not going to die with this one. So as you believe, God is going to sustain you and keep you. So on their way, they stayed and all died and it was time for them to cross. Then God said, now it's time, Joshua, you are now going to lead the people to cross the River Jordan. With excitement, and God waited. I love God. He waited until River Jordan overflowed its bank. Why should God wait until it looks impossible before he set in? Sometimes we expect God to set into a certain situation. But you see things becoming worse and worse and worse and worse. For God, it doesn't matter the level of the river. It doesn't matter the height, the width. What matters is his power. God said, I want to take you. If I make this river dry up, by natural means, and it's small, and you even manage to make break across it, you give the credit to yourself. But this one, I want it to come to a point when it looks impossible to man. The man can cry to me, then I will make a way. When I make a way, it's going to be two things. One is going to be a weapon that you're going to fight with. Because the news will spread and go before your enemy. So before you get there, fear had entered them. Why was Jericho shut? Why was Jericho shut? Because of the children of Israel. Because they heard that God had opened the Jordan. And this God that opened the Jordan, they were afraid that when these same people come there, they won't be able to fight them. Because they had everything to fight, but already they were afraid. The people in the land were afraid. When they even finished conquering and they were moving, some of them had to come and make agreement with them and pretended as if they were from I won't mention Bolga. My friend is there. As if they've walked from far away. And they came they were ready to make a covenant with them to be their servant because they saw that the God of Israel is mighty. 
the scripture, Joshua 4, 19-24, now the people came up to the, from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they come in Gilgal, in the east border of Jericho. And those wild stones who they took out of Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. When they were crossing, they picked some stones. God asked them to pick stone, and they picked stone from the river Jordan. And there were 12 standing in for the 12 tribe. That it doesn't matter who tribe you belong to, the victory also belongs to you. What is very important that way in Christ? So even the high priest dress, there were stones, 12 stones on the breastplate. The 12 tribe, I always say, as a pastor, you must carry the people in your heart. For before you intercede for people, you should have them with your heart, not because somebody is paying you. That is why you are doing it. It's because you must carry the people in the heart. And the breastplate, the stones, 12 of them, everyone, whether you like that tribe or not, you have to pray for them. So they picked those stones and they made a monument. Then he spoke to the children of Israel saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what are these stones? So the purpose of those stones is one, the entire Israel, the entire tribe won a battle. The entire tribe saw a miracle. The entire tribe has received grace from God, received strength from God. They never crossed the river with their strength. Let me tell you, God took the lead. The priest carried the ark. He carried it. Oh, my God. And the people followed. And when he went to a place, he stood in the middle until everybody passed. That is God. He never leaves his people behind. He makes sure where there's danger, he takes charge until all of you crosses. We started this year with Jordan flowing, the river of death. But God stood in the middle. And may he continue to stand there until we picked all our stones. Until every tribe is saved. Until everyone is saved. That will be my prayer. God stood. And they picked a stone. And they decided to build, he said, build a monument. Let me read it. I love it. Oh, Israel. Then he spoke to the children of Israel. When your children asked their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? 
Then you shall let them, your children know, saying, Israel cross over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan before you until you had crossed over. As the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we have crossed over, that all the people of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. One, when God works a miracle for you, it is for the whole world to know, and for your neighbor to know. When God begins to bless you, he will bless you in such a way that you'll be a testimony. Your neighbors will see you. Your neighbors will look at you and ask what actually happened to you. And you say, it is the Lord. You become a testimony in your area, a testimony in your office, a testimony in the nation, a testimony where you go. May this happen to you, Israel. One, that the world may know that it is God who dried up. Two, that your children, not only the world, sometimes we just want God to do something for your enemy to see that he is God. But not only you, but your children. Have you realized that when God was speaking to Gideon, Gideon said, God, if you are with us, like how you were with our fathers, why are we going through different situations? We don't see your hand. You're the one that dried that place and make the people of God pass there. You're the one that conquered the nations. Now, we are hiding in caves. carry those things, and they were to build a monument. They were to put something down. Anytime you go through an experience with God, there's a need to build monument in your mind, in your heart, and around you. That anytime you fall in a place and you feel God is not there, you look back to that thing and say, truly, Satan, situation, you are telling me that there is no God. But there was a God who delivered me at this time. So we know that he is there. So he will deliver me today too. I, Israel, that all the people of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God. When you read Psalm 78, verse 10 to 11, I said the verse 11, the verse 11, he said, let me read 10 to 11. They did not do what? Keep the, com- the covenant of God. They refused to walk in his law. Why? Let's look at it. Because 
and forgot what? His works. Never forget the works of God in your life. Never. Your human beings have sometimes short memory. When something good happens, they're happy. When something bad begins to happen, they forget that this. But the Bible says that, and they forgot his works and his wonders that he had done, shown them. Tell somebody, never forget the works of God and his wonders that he will show you. I believe that before the end of this year, God must show you. He must show you on a personal basis. Sometimes I don't want to tell people how God is. They have to know God for themselves. They have to experience God for themselves. If you teach somebody this how God is, when he meet any condition which is tougher than what you taught him, he will run away. But if he experience God for himself, it doesn't matter what they tell them. They will just turn like the Hebrew boys. He said, oh, king, we are not careful to answer you. King says, I want to give you a chance to change your mind concerning your God and shift it on me. They said, we have that monument in our mind. We have that building in our mind. We have those stones built together in our mind. We are not going to change our mind. We are not going to change our heart. We are still going to worship you. It doesn't matter. He said, our God is able. That God who made our forefathers walk through Jordan, dried it up, match all the 12 tribes. Not one of them got lost. That God has the ability to save us. He saved us from water. He saved us from the rivers. He saved us from our enemies. He will save us. But even if he refused or he doesn't do it, he know that we know God for ourselves. There's a monument that we know God is God. We are not going to bow to you, neither in the image which you told us. We are ready to burn. And thank God, their confession, the God who they believe, really delivered them. I pray that there will be a monument in your life. There should be a time you should look at it and say, this is God. This is God. This is God. I remember I shouldn't have been living among the livings, but God said into my life, when the doctor gave up on me, on my liver, at that time, science, medical science have not gone so far like that. They said the thing is not working. Left you to go and die. Saw yourself emanciating. Stomach had become very hard. Ready to die. And that's one of the things I, Jesus came to the room. 
and said, I have healed you. I remember when I got up, I tried to get up, the whole place was going round. And Satan whispered into my ears, if you attempt, you're going to fall down and you die. And I told myself, hey, the doctor says I will die. So even if I turn up by faith, I may die or I may live. I won't say all die, be die. The moment I took the first step, the whole place was going up. The first time I was able to get up and sit on bed. Satan says that. Look at the way. I got up, stood on the ground, and I held the, the wall. He said, you're going to die. I said, where I have reached, I don't fear death again. You see, when you are afraid, that is when death has power over you. I said, Satan, where I am now, I am no longer afraid of death. Faith is what I'm going to exercise. The moment I took my step, and every step I took, strength was coming into my body. When I got out, Everybody was running. I have heard them planning, knowing when to bury me. You haven't, you are not dead, but they're doing your funeral plans. And those who sat down to do my funeral plan, I buried almost all of them. I went out, walked, everything, strength came back. My stomach, my eye was very yellowish. Everything about me yellowish. And they said I was going to go. And the first time I asked for something to drink, I took it and never vomited. I ate, they said, oh, when somebody's going to die, that's how he gained Strength. They will encourage you. <laughs> By the next day, I was alive. The third day, I was alive. I remember one of the nurses, when they saw me, they said I was not the one who was sick. We were twins, and I'm trying to play trick on them, tricks on them, that we are uh, I am being healed. The one that they saw, the report they had, that person might be dead by this time. I said, he is alive. And almost over 40 years, not I think the last time I did my liver test, everything functioning well. Never allow the devil. There is a monument that I have built. No matter what happened to me, I refer to that. That hey, a worse thing happened to me. God healed me. This one, malaria is nothing. 
COVID is nothing. You need to have a personal encounter with God. A personal knowledge of God. Then it shall be well with you. God bless you. We have come with